0: Board. Okay, cool. Hi everybody, today is the 21st of March at 4pm and let me start that again because I have to say the day as well. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hi everybody, today is Sunday 21st of March, it's 4pm. Uh, I'm Sham and I'm here with Jigisha Patel. It feels very weird to say your full name like that because I know you as Jigisha Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so- I have known Jigishanti for quite a number of years now and we have um, spent hours rehearsing together for various plays and dance shows and and um, now we've come together to chat a little bit about your history and and um, your experiences of uh, growing up in in India and also moving to the UK so um, welcome Jigishanti um, I guess. Thank
1: you, Thank
0: you. I guess uh, first it, w- it would be great to kind of know a bit about y- your background um, what you do today just really quickly and then and yeah. then we can we can get started.
1: Yeah so um, I'm in Crawley at the moment and I work for a GP surgery as an administrator um, s- some reception hours but most mostly doing um, the admin uh, job for insurance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my main job. Um, I was born on 16 November, 69 in uh, um, Pansora, which is a, a village very near to Anand um, Amuderi. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just because um, my mom and dad um, had three daughters and a son, and then I was a fifth child, the youngest in the family. And my grandmother wanted the, that birth to happen in the village where my grandmother lived. She said to my mom, come here this time rather than... Because in Indian culture, the, uh, when the lady is expecting a child, they normally go to the marital uh, place, the mom's house. Um, and that's where they, they have a baby delivered and stay there for a few months until babies like two, three months, and then they go to the, the, um, so that's where, um, but my, my grandmother said, now stay here, Anyway, then, um, but my dad, um, he was a director, so he was a lecturer in agriculture university,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in Ireland, um, and he, uh, we lived in a small campus, which was about 250 houses, so we had, Everything we had, like a um, little uh, kindergarten school, doctor surgery, um, another school as well, but we didn't want to go to that school. Um, everything in that one village, uh, and it's called, Agriculture University, called Khetiwani.
2: and.
1: That's where I grew up, and my childhood was very interesting. So we used to go uh, to school in a school bus to Anand, which is a main town.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the whole bus was full of kids just the school time. So it was a not a private school bus, but it was mainly that time. So it was school um, children only, and we had a hilarious time, you know, pulling. A uh, leg of the conductor and a driver and giving them a hard time, but um, that's all how all kids do. Um, so um, I studied in a Gujarati uh, medium school where because my, my parents wanted us to be in Gujarati medium school uh, so, from a day one.
0: Does that mean all of your classes, everything? Was... Yeah.
1: So until until year five, the there was A B C D. Uh, ef five we started doing A B C D. Right. kind of and then little small words so then from fifth year which was i must have been um nine nine year old that's when we started learning english yeah. as a subject so english is like how you guys have german and spanish and japanese we had a hindi yeah um and sanskrit and english uh, three languages and then history geography uh, maths and all um so that's what uh, we had. So my all the education was in Gujarati
0: and, you le- and English was kind of like a, a foreign language as a foreign language. Yes, yeah. it
1: was a foreign language. Um, there were um students, well, well my dad, he had to do uh, lectures in English, so his English was very good. But mm. um, we kind of didn't speak any English uh, and I think mainly English and Hindi. Gujarati and Hindi who spoke. But the childhood was very interesting and very, very free. Kind of it was absolutely free because we were in that campus environment. We had everything growing. So I had organic, we had all fruit trees, all vegetables growing. Was obviously, that time servants were doing all the work uh, because we were in a campus. And um, um, even in the evening after coming uh, from home. We threw our um, the school bag in the corner, kept yeah. change quickly, run outside, and then it was almost about 30, 40 kids playing in a street together, playing satoriu and Gilidanda and cricket and all, all, all uh, outdoor games.
0: What's satoriu?
1: Satoriu is a there's a pieces of stones. Yeah. So we we get together, we look around, and then find uh, bigger bigger pay big piece at right at the bottom. And then it's so a seven pieces called Satoriu. Sat, seven Satoriu, yeah. Satoryu, yeah. Okay. And so uh, what happens is you, uh, you're you in two teams and those stack in the middle and you have a ball. So it's a team of four and team of four on each side.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: hit the the uh, ball with the ball that Satoriu yeah. and then opposite team, uh, uh, we have to kind of get, gather them together before the opposite team finds the ball and hits you with that ball. If we don't do the Satoru and we don't hit the ball, I mean we get hit by one of us get hit by their ball, our ball, yeah. then you are out and then they get the turn. So I mean, it was very it was really interesting. And that game, even we played until I think I, was, I came to this country. Um, I was 21 when I came. But, that was an interesting game. Gilidanda, have you heard of Gilidanda?
0: I've heard of Gilidanda, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then we used to play Passport. Um, it's again, we used to draw something and then we used to there. And then another thing was um, we we're playing um L-O-N-D-O in London. So one person goes round and round saying L O L-O-N-D-O N D O in London, and then you statue, like if you stop. So people who are coming towards you, they statue. And you have to you like tickle them or make them laugh or make them move. And if they move first, then they tend to go around a lot. <laughs> but, but it's all those um, games, uh, which yeah. was, yeah, outdoor.
0: So it sounds uh, like childhood w- was was a lot of kind of freedom and fun out. Yeah, in,
1: out there was in no, Asia. yeah, it was, it was very free, very safe, very, yeah. where we were, it was so safe and we didn't, Never felt scared, even ten o'clock in the night I, or midnight. I have to go one hand house to other house. We not scared mm-hmm. because you know it's, it's very safe there.
0: That's really interesting because obviously, you know, with everything going on in the news at the moment in the UK, and even yes. in the past, you know, in in the past decade, there's been such a spotlight on India as well. In- for, yes, you know, but even India is not women safety. Yeah. Even India is
1: not safe. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just so interesting that things have changed so much Mm -hmm. in in the space of one generation that you felt so safe to, um, as kids, play out in the street and walk to each other's house at night. And now there's there's such a, you know, um, debate around safety.
1: Yeah, we didn't have, we didn't have television Mm -hmm. in the house. There was no, um, Phone. I mean I think phones were very limited only few people had a, even a phone so it was there was a very basic thing but I think we were very very happy with what we had mm-hmm. um, and uh, like my my mom used to have a front garden was full of um, flowers different types they try different new things side of the other side of the two um, house, um, fruit trees as well as vegetables growing at the back we had jambudo and setur and um carry and all that so um it's like we're eating all the organic food being breathing fresh air i think that all has changed drastically as well even in india and it's nothing mm-hmm. is the same but yeah it was interesting and i think every festival so the um how our lifestyle was that as we didn't have tv or anything all the festivals were celebrated together together in, in a community. Yeah. So if we say um Goiro, like have you heard of Jaya Parvati Vrat? And then yeah. on the last day you do fasting. Um they used to in a um in my one of my dad's college, they used to put projector for us.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: until 10 o'clock, all the parents used to come with us, stay, you know, make us play games and stuff. And then after 10, 10, uh, 3 movies, they used to play all night. So then we are all awake with our um blanket and um pillow we used to go there and sit there uh, watching uh, movie on a projection
0: so just okay. just for the sake of our um listeners are you able to explain a bit about what goiro is
1: yes um so goiro uh, actually i was uh, talking being uh, rachna and i went for a walk so mm-hmm. i started from age of three
2: mm-hmm. so
1: goiro is um comes in a uh, summer in a sh- before shower mass um i'll exactly find you the time of the goiro. but it's in june end of J- june july time mm-hmm. and uh it's a four five days so girls who are doing we were told when we were growing up yeah. that is to find a good husband <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i think um that's what our parents used to say you yeah. if you do go you find a good husband what does it um, Huh?
0: What does it involve? The whole.
1: So um, we f- for go- for goiro, the girls start um age of three, four, whatever the age they want. Parents are happy to start. Um, four days before the fasting starts, in the little uh, basket, we put some soil, mm-hmm. and in the middle we put tal, then a mug, and thora jawara and badu ugara.
0: So all different I, uh, grains
1: five five grains we yeah. we do um, and then we put pani um, ready this is like your your uh, thing and then from the first day uh, you start uh, Worshipping the ugel ugijai charpadi vasma, it's nice and hot, so it kind whatever. of
0: grows a little
1: bit and then you, you yeah you just it keep grows your... and it grows. There is a competition like in when we were little whose javara grows uh tall and stuff. Okay. <laughs> and then we do puja for five days, uh, five days. Uh, we're not allowed to eat anything salt At all. no, no salt. Okay, wheat, uh, once a day with wheat. Um, And it was very interesting. Then you eat all the dry fruits and fruits and milk, and you can have tea, but, so in the morning we just get uh, breakfast, uh, banana and milk kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Then they give you for school, they give you um, a handful of nuts and um, dry fruits and fresh fruits. And then about after we come back from school, we all, some, all the neighborhood girl used to get together and then say puri and shrikhand, you can have puri and shrikhand, puri and ras, uh, yeah. all your favorite food. We used to, <laughs> my mom used to make um, a pura, um, like malpura Oh,
2: so I love it. Garipakri
1: yes. with but No salt, no salt for five days. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: uh, but even, it was the celebration was even the day before the Vrat starts or Goiro starts. Our parents used to make sure, oh, we... It's only five days we fasting, but it was like such a big fuss yeah. that over us that you, oh, for, uh, tomorrow you start fasting. What do you want for dinner today? So it's our favorite food. And then even on a fifth, six, six day morning, early morning, all the masses around, they'll all get together and make the feast for us. Mm-hmm. So when we break our fast, we have um, whatever we want. But what used to happen is after five days, you, Ujavanu ujavani means you celebrate, you've done five five years of, so fifth year, you get all the goini, all the young girls who are doing goiro, they come to your house and we have fruit salad and like um, stuff and then play games and the next day they eat at our house. So that's yeah. how we celebrate. And then Vrat Jaya Parvati, the, So same thing but we do it um, instead of proving the goiro the javara thing yeah. you have to go to temple Shivra, yeah. shiv shiv bhagwan temple and do puja to the shivling
2: okay and
1: it is the same and again you can do a five or seven or uh, whatever you want to do
0: like consecutively
1: yeah yeah and if you if you eat salty food because you know it happens then you break and then then you have to start again next year yeah. so count goes <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you have to be very careful about what you
2: eat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Parents is, used to, like, um, be careful.
0: Is, is, this, so is this a kind of tradition that you've continued here or kind of yes. taught your daughters as well?
1: Yeah, both of my girls did, Goiro and Virat, uh, and, and they were both, uh, I think they both started at age of three. Mm-hmm. And it was a very funny story about that because Anmol and Rajna went to a private school in Beres Court, it was called. And that's where their cousin used to go as well, Akash. Yeah. And um, I went and told because they used to have school dinner. I told the chef that don't like my girls won't be eating food for five um, days. Like yeah. anything from here, don't offer her any and offer them anything. Um, they I will be sending them with their lunch boxes. So I used to uh, drop on Malandrash. Rest- the lunch boxes. I didn't know that. This only found out after a few, many years actually that Akash was um, Rachna's cousin, same age as Rachna. The chef didn't even give him food so he was sharing food <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> because they thought he's just boy and uh, Indian people doing this fasting. Right. right. So they, they didn't give and Akash didn't come home and he wasn't complaining because he was getting food from Anmol and Rachna they were sharing. Yeah. from their lunchbox but the girls told us after a few years that oh mom the the chef didn't give him food because they, he thought he was fasting <laughs> so poor Akash had to do goiro as well <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> well he used to come with the girls wherever I take uh, Anwal and Rachna to have yeah. dinner he used to eat, have the same raspuri and stuff so I think yeah he probably well, got a better wife this year yeah <laughs>
0: exactly well if it can work one way it can work the other way as well
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I think every culture has a different thing. In um, Punjabi people, they do karawachow and other things. I think so. It's it's just a belief, and we can continue with it. I did continue, and girls used to enjoy that. Actually, it was nice. Mm. I think even Germany and some of the girls in um, um, dance class used to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's good. I've
0: I've definitely had um, a lot of people talking about it. Mm. Um, so I suppose it's, it, it's been really nice to hear about your childhood and growing mm-hmm. up and, and the way you used to celebrate um, festivals and stuff there. Um, so it'd be really uh, nice to kind of um, delve into your journey of how you came to the UK, what brought you yeah. here? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come here? And, and what kind of uh, adjustments did you have to make, if any?
1: Um, yeah, so I um, was studying fashion designing, that's what, my, what I studied in India, mm-hmm. and uh, I just finished my, so October, November time, I finished my, I was 21, I just had become 21, and my um, college finish, and my sister, um, who's in London, she, was, she had a little baby boy in September, and she was really struggling with a shop she because they were um, had a shop so she said to my mom that if i if uh, mom can come and help for a few months but at that time my grandma had um, um she had a eye injury and she became blind so my mom had to take care of my grandma and so my dad said look I mean, those days, it was difficult because when, when I'm young, I'm only 21. And if I mm-hmm. want to come and get a visa for this country, they're just going to reject it, isn't it? Because I, they know that you, I'm going to stay here for life, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So um, my dad said, well, try. Let's see whether you can um, apply for a visa. And if you get it, then you might you just go and help her. And I said, I don't want to go to London. I want to study further. And he said, yeah, yeah, you're only going for six months or a few months and then come back and you can study further. And I say, OK. And then I came here. I mean, luckily, I got the visa. I, I, my American visa was rejected, but UK I got. And uh, I came in on um, 10th of December 1990, seven o'clock, 7 o'clock in the night. When I was up in the sky, the London looked so beautiful, and I was so excited. I thought, "Oh wow, what a beautiful country! And looks lovely." And was
0: that the first time you'd been on a plane?
1: Yes, first time really? I've been on a plane as well. Um, really? so it was it was just um it was um Singapore Airlines. So it was very nice um, <laughs> airline. I had a really wonderful experience. Came and I obviously Alka, my sister. And my brother-in-law had just young couple living on their own with a little mm-hmm. baby. So even staying with her was okay. We were working, um, but um, we didn't have any kind of, uh, it was nice. It was nice because uh, we used to like Monday to Friday, we work and then Sunday, my brother-in-law will take us to Wembley. We'll all go and eat like Pau Baji and Sakone. We go to eat and then um, we do all the weekly shopping of the vegetables and stuff from family uh, he used to like pan so he used to have like seven pan packed up by the uncle so he can have one every day in the freezer and um, yeah the, it was nice and then I will I picked up um, working in a shop I picked up very quickly I mean I was quite amazed how like you know I never spoke English but I could understand a little bit yeah so when the people are in the shop, when they're talking to you, yeah, you're, for confident, you're not that confident to answer back, but you understand what they mean. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I kind of learned. Um, and then, yeah, my brother-in-law was very strict in Minsk. He's not going to leave me with the till uh, without uh, knowing whether I am confident and speak very good and whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was helping in, you know, uh, in the shop and then yeah he was happy and i was helping both upstairs and downstairs um and then um i did go because i wanted to study further i thought i will do graphic design and because after fashion design if i do graphic then can be combined together so i wanted to go to um i went to uxbridge university and um you know sign up but Obviously, financially, it was difficult because coming from India and uh, yeah. uh, changing, you know, conversion in pound, uh, rupees, is just difficult. So I couldn't really uh, do that. And my dad said, when you come back, you can do whatever you want to do in India. And then my brother-in-law, because I uh, yeah, we were having a uh, you know, good adjustment and good time, he said, well, let's, put, let's see if we can get extension on your visa. And yeah. we put it for extension and I've got another year, with the, which was kind, kind of amazing. And then second time I said, oh, I, I want to go back. My sister said, I'm expecting second one. And if you want to stay back. But I I mean, anyway, in, in meanwhile, few our Indian communities, oh, how old are you? Oh, I'm 21, I'm 22. Oh, why don't you get married? Well, I don't want to get married. <laughs> And um, one of my dad's cousin who lived in Crawley, um, I came to see them, and in one day, Sham, he showed me six boys. Four, uh, one day, one then then somebody, and I, I, it was like, and then it was so much pressure. And I said, I'm not ready. And he when said, he um, you
0: six, Sorry, when you say he showed you six boys, you mean he showed you six photographs, or you had to meet? No,
1: them? no. In, yeah, I came, I only came to Crawley to meet them, because ah. I was just come, my sister said, go and see them, because I was planning to go back, back home. Right. India, And so my sister said, just before you go to India, go back, go and see this uncle and auntie who are, are relatives. So I came to Crawley to meet my uncle. Yeah. And um, yeah, he had it all lined up, you know, <laughs> kind <Well>. of. <laughs> so I the the thing two, um, I think four boys in London, we went to Croydon, so a couple of, boys. I can't even remember what, where we went and everything. And then we came back and this person who I married, he was the last person on, of the day. Um, and we went to his house seven o'clock in the night after going around the whole places. Um, and I again I wasn't sure I because I was in a dilemma whether I want to stay here I want to go back Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know how our parents say oh everything's fine then why why are you saying no and this and that so yeah um, it just um, I thought okay well let me think about it and because all of them said yes all of them boys but first few I knew definitely not for me I asked said no, no 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 and then there were two there was a dilemma and then I said and then uh, one said no because he wanted somebody from Pajkam and I wasn't from Pajkam even then you know you know how do you, the do you whole, understand the,
2: the people from Pajkam yeah
1: marry Pajkam so I think yeah the one um, it was all actually a neighbor of my uncle, her, their son. He said, They said, No, we want somebody from Pachkam, so that, that was out. And, uh, <clears throat> and then this one said, Yes, but I would like to meet her again. And that's a few times we met and we got married uh, within three months or four months. So my parents came for a wedding. So it was a bit of a yeah.
0: But you had the wedding here. You didn't have it.
1: Yeah, there. because my um, in-laws said we don't. Um, because they all lived here, they didn't want to go to India. Mm-hmm. So my mom and dad came uh, from India. My sister came from America. Yeah. And uh, the wedding was done in Hayes, you um, know, in front of the school. So it was is you know expensive for my dad, but yeah. he agreed to do it. So we we got married here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, uh, that's how I came to this country. Um, and that's when I think life completely changed uh, in a very different direction because when I, um, when I met on my daughter's dad, he said, you can do your job and I've got my own business so we can continue. And I, I thought, yeah, that would work. Um, and then my, um, we went to America for a honeymoon and because there were five pa- partners and they were struggling in a business,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, when we came back, um, they, they had a meeting that few days after, and they said, we want to pull out this business is not working and now we don't want to, um, we don't want to continue anymore. Mm-hmm. So each one at that time, um, put ten thousand each so it was fifty thousand worth business but they want they wanted to be out Uh, but but business didn't have any money okay so basically how they're gonna what what happens if they all out then all out and then somebody somehow they've got to find some money to pay off their debt but my brother-in-law said to um Rakesh that I think you buy off the business and then slowly we'll pay out, pay them off uh, and then um, go from there mm-hmm. so obviously um, me being wife I had right. no choice but just go into the business with him right um, and that was the hardest I think for the first four years of my life was the hardest life in uk because a you coming from india from a very open um my parent my dad was I, I i was i must say he was the most precious person in my life he was my hero and i was his princess you know like um i was yeah he he brought me up very well mm-hmm. all all of us sisters and uh, my um here was um, my mother-in-law had passed away a long time ago mm-hmm. so these guys they, they had their own struggles in their own different ways um, but uh, two brothers and two sisters as so a family of four mm-hmm. uh, my father-in-law again he struggled when he came to this country working in a factory coming I mean, he was a teacher in Africa yeah so he came here um, anyway so me in the business so business is called um, it was uh, cold meat, um, sliced and repacked and stuff. Okay. So it's called Camelot chilled food. So what used to happen, you buy a big bulk uh, packs of bacon, uh, meat, ham, mm-hmm. all that. You slice them and then into the packets and then in the corner shops. That's how, that was a business. And again, cheese, cheese as well. Big 20 kilo block of cheese, you cut into 200 gram packets and then rewrap it and sell it. That that was a business. Uh, that's what it's still a, still it's worth four million pounds at the moment. Wow! Um, but so it's um,
0: a very long way.
1: Yeah, they um, they're still running the business, um, but I came out of the business in two thousand and six. Yeah. It's just become too stressful for me. Um, so what had happened is uh, I used I had no idea of I've never eaten meat. I had no idea what, what turkey is and what um, mustard ham is and what, um, but mm-hmm. um, looking at the packet uh, and then the, that, there was a hand machine and I used to, because one day I tried and then th- slices were too thick and yeah. I got told off. And then I tried you another.
0: I had to actually carve the meat.
1: Carve the meat, put them into, uh, carve the meat on the hand and then put them into the gold bag. And then there we had a vacuum pack, and um, so and that business was run in a chicken hut in uh, Norwood Hill, uh, uh, Norwood Hill, which is a Surrey, Mm -hmm. um, in a little farm in a chicken hut, so it was a freezing cold condition, yeah. We didn't have any heaters, we only had like one little box heater, yeah, and um the there was no gas or anything you know the ring gas ring kind of that
2: yeah yeah
1: so we used to i used to make i had one pot so i used to put um um tea on the pot and then nietzsche i put a toast to uh, turn it and and then put some cheese on toast cheese on toast was my survival like every day that's what we had um
0: that's such a such a big difference from what you grew up with like you said you grew up eating all this fresh fruit
1: fresh food
0: obviously coming from Gujarati background vegetarian as well
1: yeah vegetarian I had no idea of what names of these what is this ham pepper ham mustard ham this that bacon I have never because even when I came to England for two years I was with my sister yeah and we were like we were living how we were living in it obviously different thing but and I didn't yeah it was a it was a big dr- big change it was a big change and those days there was no um, telephone or like I my dad used to write letter to me I used to write letter to him but you can't tell your parents that you're not happy you yeah. can't you it's just um, you I you know I I was thinking that oh my parents spent 10,000 pounds because that time 10,000 pounds 30 years ago was a lot of money for wedding nowadays it's nothing but over that time it was a lot of money and you think how can I tell my my dad that I'm not happy he's gonna have a heart attack yeah um you know that my 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 worry was always that I I'm not going to tell my parents what I'm going through Mm -hmm. and another thing is in any Asian Oh, our Indian culture is that once you get married, you know, you try and adjust. You think, okay, fine. Um, it's adjust, okay? Give and take. I'll adjust. I'll adjust. Oh, oh after kids, then he might change or things might change. After this, might change. You know, so that's always a hope that all, we, we don't give up. We are a community. We don't give up that easily.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, even if it's a struggle, I don't think our parents, my generation or even older generation before that, I think we don't give up that easily,
2: yeah. uh,
1: which is not bad. I don't think anybody should give up that easily, but um, yeah, it's it was hard. Anyway, so uh, for four, three years, we used to do work one, seven days a week, six in the morning till nine, ten, nine in the night, come home. And then we were in a joint family, 11 people in the house. So come home and do that. Even on a Saturday, you come home, start hoovering, seven o'clock in the evening, cooking dinner. So my life, I think for 10 years, I don't think I knew the outside life. It was just going to work, coming home, and then kids or whatever. So even the, I think I started making outside life friends when my kids started going to school. When Anmol and Rachna went to school, then I found my first friend outside school uh, is a doctor. I'm still friends with her. Tarani is me and her like still a best friend
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and um, so that was Anmol was three and I found this school and I went to drop Anmol to school and I was crying because she was going in she wasn't <laughs> crying she was saying bye mom <laughs> and I was like oh my baby's going to school so I started crying and then this mom Iranian girl um she dropped her child to school and then um she said oh is this your first child and I said yes she goes yeah I can tell <laughs> and she hugged me and she goes oh she's gonna be fine don't worry and then she said um would you like to come for tea uh, I didn't know what that meant you know I thought okay fine tea means this tea you know I'll come for tea um would I more like to come for tea at our house and I said yeah and then, uh, so she said, "Oh, I'll uh, after this was after a week." She said, "I'll pick her up, and then you can come and pick her up after from my house." So that's my first f- friend, and then, um, um, yeah, it was it was a struggle. Few make bored. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So um, just, that was a, that was a complete change.
0: How did you find it going from? Sort of being in an environment, obviously in India, where everyone is Indian, everyone speaks. You know, you were in Gujarat; everyone spoke Gujarati, and you all had such a com. You know, common understanding of culture and religion and festivals and etc. And and then coming here and having your own kids here, and then you know, like you just said, you you sent Anmol to school, and on the first day, the first friend you met was. Uh, Iranian. Iranian, someone from an Iranian background how did you feel kind of did you feel there was like a massive culture shock coming to the UK or was it was it quite easy to adjust to meeting no
1: different
0: backgrounds
1: so where my dad was in a campus because we because there was a campus and the um, people working in in offices were from some of them were south so my best friend uh, who lived opposite our house, they were Telugu, they were from Tamil Nadu. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a few, two doors away, uh, where they were from up north, um, like Delhi side. Mm-hmm. So speaking different languages was a concept that, okay, well there's a different culture. Here, if I didn't find it, in, in fact I found it interesting that how things are, um, you know, looked at in a different way, you know, how um, Because um, like my Iranian friend who was only being friends with her, her husband was a doctor. She was a doctor, but she married two Englishmen. And um, she, her her husband passed away. Two years after I met her, he passed away. And uh, he was um, um, doing a bike ride for uh, um, Heart Foundation. And going up the hill in in Hosham, he had a heart attack. He was only thirty five, and I was there with my friend. Um, I was going there every day. Her family from Iran came, um, and everybody talking in their language. And they were they, they, uh, dealing with things that are different than us, isn't it? Like our, we, if something happens in our family, all our friends and family are there twenty four seven. But over. You know, everybody is different. Indian English people deals it with different way. So yeah, it's um. But I never, yeah, it wasn't a. It didn't bother me at all. In fact, it was a nice way to say, look, these people are dealing with a different way. I'm sure we can learn from there. You know, yeah. No, no point hanging around. The person has gone, right? right. No point hanging around for ten days, twelve days, and um because the family people need time to grieve and they need to time to you know in our culture is always everybody's there yeah. isn't yeah. it and right.
2: exactly.
1: yeah people don't have time to grieve they feel kind of overwhelmed with all these people and then all of a sudden when every everybody goes and then nobody calls you yeah. that's when he hits you more i think yeah um yeah so uh, yeah but even the way their weddings are, I mean, yeah, I found it fascinating. I didn't find it, it was different, but it was something to learn from uh, as well. So yeah. it was good, yeah.
0: And just from the kind of the, the point of view of a parent mm. raising Indian children in the UK, is there, are there things that you uh, kind of on purpose, either included or excluded from our culture, like other things from Indian culture that you want your kids not, kind of not to grow up with and other things that you wanted them to grow up with?
1: Um, no, so I, me being Indian, I always wanted my kids, so when I was, when I was little, when I was seven, I think, I was in a dance class learning Bharatnatyam. Yeah. Um, So I did three years of Bharatnatyam back in India. And my dad used to come and pay the fees. We had a male teacher. Mm-hmm. And my uh, my dad, I was happy and I would love, you know, I was really loving my Bharatnatyam. And mom came to pay the fee one day and she saw, the fee. I don't know what she saw, but she she said, you're not going. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she stopped me going to my dance class and always, ever since then, I um, wanted my daughter, if I have a daughter, I wanted her to learn um, classical dance. So as soon as I had an mall, I started finding out if anybody, if I meet somebody, or oh, is there any dance class here? Is there any, mm-hmm. if there's any weddings or anything in Crawley? I said, is there any classes? Nothing was happening. Only thing was happening was Gujarati class. So um, I found harshanti's this class mm-hmm. by, via someone. And when Anmol was four or five, I used to drive to Croydon with one of my other friends, her daughter, we used to take turns. But it was become so difficult because in a joint family, I was living in a joint family, it just became so difficult. And my in-laws didn't like that, oh, or the, you know, like how, um, they,
0: they didn't like the fact that you were out of the house so much.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I and then in the I asked Harshanti, can you come to Crowley? And Harshanti said, I'm too busy. I but I have a friend who might be interested. So she gave me Champanti's number. Right. And then Champanti, I rang, and Champanti said, I'm not coming to Crowley, I'm doing the classes in Brighton. Uh, but we never know. We can, we can think about it. Um, and then one of the auntie, Koki Ben, she was interested and she was involved in Mandir and she invited jump auntie to come and start the classes in Crowley. So Anmol was the first student, like she was there with yeah. my other friend's daughter. We, we took them and I, yeah, not that I, Rachana started classical as well, but mm-hmm. her was gymnastic. Um, she was into gymnastics and uh, she, um, Did three years of dance class and she didn't want to carry on. Um, So, but, um, so in terms of, I did everything for them. So they were doing, when the kids were growing up, I want, no matter what the other side of the family issues were, I had, if I don't worry, if I don't get what I want in life, that's fine. That's, Mm -hmm. my life is kind of over. No, no. But, I want my kids I want to give my kids what I can give the best so mm-hmm. I was I was like a lioness in term in terms of the fighting for my kids I'll say no nope, this is what I want for my kids this is what they're doing mm-hmm. so I I was very specific on that term um, with the family that this is what I want to do for my kids so they were learning flutes and drums and piano mm-hmm. all the musical dance this is a and I used to give them what they need uh, and I tried my best, you know. Not I, I can't, I don't think I've earned everything, but I tried my best to give them what I best I could give them. Uh, and uh, at the same time, living my life with them, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: But I did perform when Champanti, I met Champanti, and there was a first uh, dance, Diwali show in Crawley, Hoth, and the girls were dancing, and then there was a Ras, they were doing and young girls um, teenagers were doing ras. and Chambanti said why don't you take part and I took part and from there ever ever since then every time there is a Diwali show we would perform with the kids Uh, so it was yeah I didn't give up I didn't give up on anything what I wanted to do as Mm. well yeah there's always there's always something you don't get in life but it's fine
0: yeah but you've definitely always um, kept in touch with the culture.
1: Culture, yeah. They used to uh, then, yeah. Then I um, went to a Gujarati class, mm-hmm. and the Gujarati class teacher had about twenty or students, and they were doing it in one apartment, one of the room, and temple gave us the space. So I said, "Look, my both my girls are coming to Gujarati class," and the teacher said, "Would you mind helping?" And I said, "No, I don't mind helping." So I was helping the Gujarati, um, uh, teaching Gujarati in the temple.
2: You're teaching. And
1: then uh, Crowley Crowley Council was offering the courses how to teach community language. So I done level two, one, two, three um into with in the evening classes I used to go with other other community teachers used to come Mm -hmm. and teach um and so I done those courses and I did some teachers training courses so I, Mm -hmm. I taught in Gujarati class for 15 years and both my girls have done Gujarati GCSE
0: that's amazing do you still continue to
2: teach Gujarati
1: um the last year there was a boy doing when when I left he was only five Okay. And Ma- Mayan and he was doing his Gujarati GCSEs and he told his mom that uh, his mom said Do you need any tuition. He said, Um, if you can ask Jigishanti if she can teach me, and he used to come, he is to come, uh, and he got his A last year.
2: Okay. Oh, so I was
1: very happy. So I can still continue. If anybody wants to learn Hindi, Gujarati, I'm happy. I've done all the courses. Obviously, the syllabus might be a little different now, but still we can continue and maybe i can in future i can teach my grandchildren i'm not going to give up am i
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly you you can teach all of our kids
1: yes
0: (laughs) no it's definitely really important I, i i think that our language is so so much a part of our culture
1: yeah. yeah. Our culture, we have a we our culture is the richest, I think, ever, a richest culture. We have so much to do. Even the day, Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday, even the days have some specific um what we Sombare, Shankar Bhagwan Mangalware, Mataji, you know, and each one has a significant, I mean there's so much we can talk about uh, with of our culture and there's there's never a dull moment you know we can always have a exciting um, conversation on our culture and i'm very proud to be gujarati and i never even felt in actually um, in working in this environment with english people mm-hmm. there are some challenges you know they obviously with our color people do um, say things because last a couple of weeks ago one lady she always call and then if I pick up the phone she said oh I don't want to talk to you can I talk to someone else um so this happened twice
0: was so at your workplace
1: yeah yeah this happened twice and she said and uh this is 80 year old English woman and yeah. uh so third time I picked up the phone and she said I don't want to talk to you can I talk to someone and I said no there is no one here
2: yeah.
1: I can Speak English very well, and I can understand very well. And I'm here to help you. So yeah. tell me what you want, and I will help you. Um, and she was, oh, like you know, a step back for a minute, and then um, she hesitated, and then she told me what she wanted. It was it was only a prescription she wanted, but it's just the they have it in their mind that we don't know. And well, yeah. I'm not, I won't be working here if I don't know what I'm doing.
2: Yeah. No, but
0: I'm. Glad, there is, I'm glad you took a stand.
1: Oh, my! And actually, all the people in my office—they were like, "Oh my God, what happened?" So after I put the phone down, um, and I because you know they sometimes they do treat you like you don't know anything, or some of the w- words we pronounce is it's different. My my girls take M- Mickey out of me. I don't care. You know, I, it's fine. If they teach me. They're teaching me. I'm learning. There's never a learning never stops but at my work last week after this incident i told every one of them i said listen i went to gujarati medium school english was a subject for me Mm -hmm. how you will do german and spanish and all that and when i came to this country when i was 21 i couldn't speak english but i said i'm very i'm happy with my progress and I, i i feel i've done i'm doing well I said I'm very proud of myself I said and yeah, exactly. why should I be because if they can't say our no- name properly can they yeah so why do we have to be worried oh uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I can't say that because they can't say it they make our name Jigisha to something else so yeah. I <laughs> I always feel that I think we should all stick up for ourselves and because I'm very and I said I'm very I'm proud to be an Indian and I'm proud to be a Gujarati and it's because our culture have a lot to give out yeah To this world so
2: Absolutely.
1: yeah no so
0: you, when you first moved here um, did you find that there was a lot of prejudice or racism
1: at that no I think it depends on the area we lived when i moved to england we were in dry mm-hmm. um and you know the neighbors were really amazing we had uh, all our customers are really there was an eight-year-old lady used to come daisy her name was daisy was so sweet i still can visualize her she used to come to get her um, um newspaper every morning eight o'clock very Top to I mean as something we need to learn from the older generation of English people because they're very particular about things and she used to come eight o'clock then she'll get either a polo mint or something one that was her daily but then um, every other Thursday she used to go and get her hair hair done then she'll get a U magazine and something chat chat or something. Yeah. So two magazines she'll get from the shop and then pack it off another suite to go to the hairdressers to get her hair curled, you know, like they, <laughs> so, um, and I used to really fascinate me, like how lovely she's 80, but she's, she even came to my wedding. She wow. came to my wedding, Her that was few of our customers came to my wedding because yeah. they were like a family.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Wow i guess um maybe the last kind of thought that uh i want want us to go away with is 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 there anything um is there anything you would advise for kind of our generation of british indians um, in terms of people who might feel Like they want to learn more about our culture, or feel they're not as close to our culture. Do you have a kind of word of advice for for?
1: Yeah, I would say to all my my, our kids or your generation, or don't our Gujarati um, or our mother tongue is the most important. At least teach your children, not read, write. Maybe that's difficult, but at least speak in the house, Mm -hmm. um, so then they can ketchup i mean you know how interesting our food is you know um and to learn it was like Anmol is making japanese food but at the same time even Rashna was asking me some questions about how to make gari rotli uh, shrikhand. you know because they've they've eaten all that we you know it's important to learn from our grandparents
2: yeah.
1: or parents the basic food um and um take on that especially don't gujarati language is a very rich language it's got a very high standard grammar uh, than even english i think I'll, this is my um, thinking yeah. or even teach your children at least um, some prayers some um some of the sanskrit prayers we we have some gujarati prayers we have teach that and uh, make sure that we continue with our um, culture, you know, with food, language, speaking, and festivals, there's, these days, I think some English people have more knowledge about our culture than our own kids, and I, I, I feel that our kids should not let go of that, it is very important to continue.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I totally agree yeah. with you, especially with uh, letting the food. <laughs>
1: Uh food and, and the dance, I mean, look at how much joy you get, how much each story comes out with, how much, you know, one, one dance, but that has so many emotions, you know, in one dance. I, I mean, I think that really is saying that there's a lot um, VR culture has to offer. And rather than, I mean, look at these, some of the English people or... Um, other colored people are dancing on our and mm. doing natyam And you think, wow, if they can do it, I think we can do it. And that's nothing nothing wrong with learning on culture in a ballroom dancing or um, any other dancing. It's nothing wrong with it for, uh, we shouldn't criticize anybody else. And I'm not criticizing any any other culture, but mm. I want our kids and our generation a new generation to continue with our richness of our um, own uh, culture and that is, is so important to me.
0: Definitely, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Well thank you Jigashanti for your time today, it's been really thank you to learn about your childhoods and your, your journey to the UK.
1: Yes, it's, it's been a roller coaster ride but I'm enjoying yeah. that ups and downs.
0: <laughs> well hopefully all, all up from here.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.